Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday. It is not 12 o'clock. We're a little bit late, uh, but this is still the greenhouse effect. And I am your host, Hayden Green. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this week as we talk about what is happening in the world and we look at it from a multicultural point of view. And a multicultural point of view is my point of view. Uh, if you're listening to uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, we go live every Thursday at noon, except for this this week because we were a little bit late. We got caught up in a whole bunch of other stuff. We had a, a NFT drop party that we had to, to take care of, and that went a little bit long, and that's a good thing if we are talking about art and we're talking about the digital space. So, uh, but we are, we are here, and again, you can catch us on on Spotify, just look for the greenhouse effect on Spotify. If you missed the if you missed the show, the the replay will be on Spotify. Uh, again, I am your host Hayden Green, and we look at all things in the world, in the city, from a multicultural point of view. So, got a lot of great stuff happening, and um, it's been it's been a very interesting week, especially for uh, New York City because of the fact that we have had our primaries just happen. And uh, so there are a lot of good things to report out of it and some very interesting things to report out of it. As as I'm saying here, I have to I, I realize that I have to uh, write write something else down um, uh, because as I'm thinking of it, it gave me an idea about something. Um, uh, my my cat uh, is um, getting a little bit stir crazy. So we had um, we had. What do you call uh, construction down here? So she hasn't seen people on a consistent basis the way she normally does because, you know, we not down here with the construction. So now that we are back, she is like super affectionate. Like I walk through and she's she's following me around and she wants to be petted. This is a cat that does ne never wants to be petted unless she comes to you to be petted. That's. That's kind of like the way cats normally operate, but puppy is, is is definitely one of those cats where, no, 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 don't pet me. Let me come to you when I want to be petted. That's that's just her her mo. And so, but no, this week I walked downstairs and and reached down and she allowed me to pet her. And I was like, wow, you really miss me, huh? So. We are back to we're back to normal. The construction is over. I get you know, and and I have my basement back to myself, and and I can actually do work down here. Um, and so, puppy is just like losing her mind, just being affectionate because she is, uh, she has missed us. You know, somebody misses me. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, what else is happening? Uh, Father's Day just finished. Uh, we just went through Father's Day, uh, and I am happy to report that my family, as usual, takes care of their dad, uh, and I appreciate them. And so I just want to go out on public record of thanking my wife and my kids and my mom and my mother-in-law for, for making me feel valued and respected in this family. Uh, and, and, uh, and that's important. That is very, very important. So uh, hit me up in the chat. If you have any questions or commentary, you know, let me know how you took care of your dad or if you were a dad, how you were taken care of this this last Sunday. Um, you know, I'm always I'm always you know, I see some stuff on Facebook all the time. It's like, oh, you know, like 
like th this particular person was taken care of and then you look at what that means for that person and I was like oh, you missed the mark a little bit but uh, hit me up and let me know if you took care of your dad uh, and what you did for them or if you were a dad and uh, how you ended up spending your day that'd be that's always an interesting conversation so uh, look out I'll look out for you the commentary in the chat but if you have any other questions feel free to drop it in the chat and we'll talk about that there as well um, but in New York City this Tuesday we rounded out a, uh, a a primary season that was very interesting because we had all kinds of people uh, running for all different types of, of positions and it was it was it was a madhouse. It was a little bit of a circus. Uh, there were so many people who were running for different offices, and uh, it was kind of hard to go through all of it. And and again, my wife yells at me all the time to do my full disclosure that I am not a citizen of the United States, and therefore I cannot vote. And so she makes me remind people, and I tell her that people don't care. Um, but like, yeah, so. So, um, oh, wait, we got, we got, we got too much conversation going on over here. We'll have to cut that out of the stream later on, <laughs> uh, technology for you. Um, but yeah, so, hey, Miss Fleary. Uh, and, and so we, we, so we had ranked choice voting, uh, instituted in New York city for the first time and for the, for the, uh, primary election of, uh, mayor and comptroller and a couple of different places, right? And so th the first and foremost thing is is that uh, we have a... Uh, <laughs> Victoria says that she loves the background image. And for those of you who are uh, not able to, uh, who are, you know, tuning in on Spotify, behind me I have one of my pieces from my Magritte Reimagined uh, photography shoot. And the image is uh, called Not To Be Reproduced. And the model in the image is Victoria Fleury. So she loves it because it's her. But she also loves it because she loves my work. Right, Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> what up, Seti? Um, Seti's in the house as well. All right. So uh, the first and foremost thing is, is that we had a woefully low um, uh, uh turnout this year for the the primary elect the the primaries um as at last count they had somewhere in the range of 500,000 people casting votes in New York City and that is about half of the last time that there were primaries in which there was an incumbent and all the whole nine yards so there were a lot of people who did not go to the polls um and some of that is COVID. Some of that is um, some people feel like there were a lack of good choices. This has been a really interesting mayoral race. Uh, like uh, everybody from uh, people, uh, oh, what's the name? Paperboy, Paperboy Slim, Paperboy Slack, something like that. A rapper was running for mayor. Um, we had people like Andrew Yang, who was still trying to give people a thousand dollars a year um you know a thousand dollars a month or whatever it is right and then you had former cops like eric adams you had uh people insiders like maya wiley uh you know so there's there were a lot of choices out there and people didn't feel like there was a strong enough candidate or strong enough candidate pool 
um, to make them come out and vote. Which is interesting because I felt the opposite way. I thought that this was one of the strongest candidate pools for the mayor of New York City. I'm I'm kind of saddened that it was actually the primary uh, because I think that the I, I think that the the breadth of the, the 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 people that were running for for mayor was really impressive. Uh, that's just me, right? Like I looked at their candidates. I looked at their their slates and I looked at the candidates and and I thought that there were at least four or five people that if they won the elections that I that I wouldn't be um you know I, I wouldn't be mad that they that they won the election so there are at least four and that doesn't happen normally right normally you get like one or two people like all right if this person wins all right and if that person wins all right but if any of these jokers over here we're when we're in for a world of hurt I didn't feel that way, right? And so uh, I felt like it was a really strong uh, group of candidates out there. Uh, I, I could see, at, like I said, at least four or five people doing an excellent job um, uh, of running. So currently, Eric Adams is the, the leader. He did not achieve 50%. So ranked choice voting gets run in, uh, gets, gets uh, kicked in. Kick oh, I can't even speak. Ranked choice voting kicks in now that nobody had achieved more than 50% in the election. So uh, just a quick synopsis of ranked choice voting. If you, When you go in, you rank up to five candidates. If your number one candidate does not win or if your number one candidate is knocked out, right, your second candidate gets put into the, the, the person that you voted for on your second rank, uh, those votes go to that person. Right, your vote goes to that person. So this uh, this stops the, the the problem of having a runoff. So right now, if there were no ranked choice voting, uh, there would be a runoff between uh, Garcia, Maya, and um, Eric Adams. Right. So those three people would have a runoff because those are the th top three vote getters, and they would have to have a runoff to see who actually got the Democratic nomination, and therefore vis-a-vis -a, -vis a the uh, the actual election p.s new york city a republican uh, a republican candidate for mayor very rarely ever wins right so like unless it's one of those people who come out of the woodworks as an end who used to be an independent or used to be a democrat and decides to run as a republican you know who i'm talking about right um but very often there is not a, a a viable Republican candidate to win against the Democratic nominee from the primaries. Uh, this year, Curtis Sliwa is the Republican the Republican candidate. And if you are from New York City and anywhere above the age of thirty five, you remember Curtis Sliwa as the leader of the uh, Guardian Angels. He used to wear the red berets, and they would parole the New York City pu uh, public transportation, so the buses and the uh, uh, and the trains. And it was almost like it, it was almost like a vigilante group. Uh, they made this. They made the 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 city safe <laughs> where the where the, where there were holes in the coverage by the cops, right? And Curtis Lee, well, over the years, has been a staunch um advocate for more policing and yada 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 anyway curtis lewa doesn't stand a chance a snowball's chance in hell of being president uh, mayor of new york city not happening right not happening um 
and so uh so whoever wins the democratic nominee is probably going to be mayor nobody nobody is making curtis sliwa of all people the mayor of new york city that's not happening uh and if that happens that's something crazy has happened in new york city uh let me check the chat uh said says they should they should run tired of all the naysayers um Mike, in in other words, talking about there's not enough good candidates. Yeah, if you you don't think that there's a great candidate, you run, right? Mike Coleman says the hat guy was my first choice. Mike Coleman can't vote in New York, number one, so he gets disqualified. Uh, said, uh, yeah, no said, I do not think Curtis Lee was stands a chance. Uh, Kim says they said that about POTUS 45 in terms of uh, there's no re there's no way that they would uh, you're talking about Curtis Lee were getting to be mayor of New York City. Um, I will, Kim, prepare my hat with a, a side of fava beans and eat my hat if Curtis Sliwa becomes the mayor of New York City. You heard it here first, right? You heard it say, you heard it here first. Um, I will eat my hat if Curtis Sliwa becomes mayor of New York City. That's not happening. Anyway, so again, so the ranked choice voting uh, prevents you from having a runoff, uh, prevents you uh, uh, from uh, having to deal with all of this new election, uh, new election cycle, and and it saves money, right? Because um, it, it saves money because if you had to have a new election, you have to pay people to to run the polls again and all the rest of that stuff. So, um, and people are really upset about ranked choice voting and and about it being really. Uh, hard to understand, and these are people who have never filled out a Likert scale, right? <laughs> They've never filled out a Likert scale, and it's like, here's a choice: where do you, where do you rank it, right? Like, do you like it? Do you not like it, right? And, and, and it, it shouldn't be that hard. But you know, as with anything, people make it hard. Sleeper for president, Hayden. You need to go to the corner right now, Hayden Bridgman. That is, you need to hit the corner right now, Sleeper for president. You know, you know what's really interesting? Here's, and, and I'm glad you said that. Curtis Sliwa probably has a better chance of being the president of the United States than being mayor of New York City. Huh? Because there are certain things that he espouses and certain things that he could say that would appeal to a lot of the base of the Republican Party for the president of the United States more than the mayor of New York City. And, 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 and that's, that's actually a very interesting thing. And you can comment on that in, in, the, uh, in the chat. So, uh, Seth says, well, make sure your daughter comes up with a nice recipe for that hat just in case. It would be great YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it would be funny to see one of my hats being prepared for me to eat by one of my daughters. That's actually very good YouTube. Uh, so no, I don't want Sliwa to win now so that we have good uh, YouTube channel content. No, don't need that. Um, so so we have a, a runoff for controller. We have a runoff for uh, mayor. Um, I forget if there are any other um, major offices that also have a runoff, but um uh Jamani Williams is our a uh, our public advocate once again 
he won with like 70 plus 70 percent plus um votes and or percentage of the votes and uh which is really crazy because i didn't realize that jamani williams was up for election again why this dude never campaigned for himself that is one brazen move where it's like the person who was running against me doesn't stand a chance in hell i'm not gonna waste any money in campaigning against this person um and i will still beat them into the ground and he did uh, i have not seen one ad from jamani williams to say i'm running for public advocate vote for me now i have seen jamani williams in a bunch of ads right um you know pushing other candidates and so i've it, it's been quite interesting that he was in a race that he knew he had in the bag that would and i think that's that's always pretty pretty um i would say uh i don't want to say brazen but that that's that that's pretty ballsy to be able to uh, to get out there and say, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to campaign for myself. I'm going to go out here and campaign for people for attorney general and not attorney general. Um, uh, what's the uh, district attorney, the, the DA, and I'm going to campaign for this person, for controller. I never saw an ad for Jamani Williams, but kudos to him. He won his election um, with 70% of the vote plus more, right? Um, I also have to... Uh, give a big shout out to my sorority sister, Keisha Elaine, who is now a judge. Uh, she won her election as well. I am super proud. Keisha is probably one of your, those true blue people. You know, I, I would say that there's some people that you meet and what you see is what you get. You never have to wonder whether, you know, how she is or how they are or like try to figure out if what you're getting is a, a version of them or not a version. What you get with Keisha is exactly what what you get is exactly who she is. And she won her election flat out, not ranked choice. She is now a judge and I am proud of her and I'm proud to be able to say that she is my sorority sister. So give it up for Keisha Elaine. Um, said says that that is the mistake that AD AOC's opponent opposite made that that's how she got in um and and uh said is talking about uh AOC when she was running for her election uh the incumbent thought that it's a young upstart why would i even advertise why would i even campaign against her and uh AOC ended up taking the seat um uh, the only other thing that I got on the, on the election was that uh, Andrew Yang has pulled out. Um, we are still in the midst of ranked choice voting. He has 18% of the vote, and he he, con he conceded on the night of the election. Uh, he's not even waiting to see if uh, some by some miracle everybody in the world put him number two. He's like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm done. I personally do not believe that Andrew Yang ever thought that he was going to be mayor. I don't know what his game is. I don't. But if you ask me, and this is what this show is, it's you asking me what my opinions are. If you ask me, I would not say, I don't think that Andrew Yang ever thought that he was going to become mayor. I thought that maybe, he, I think that he thought that 
yeah, you know, maybe there was an outside chance that everybody else messed up and he'd be the most logical choice. But I don't think that he actually thought that he had a shot. And that's evidence from the fact that when on the night of, he was like, he looked at the numbers, he was like, yeah, I don't think this is it. And he decided not to do it. Or he pulled out, which is interesting because he's still being listed as one of the, the leading candidates. He's number four in the vote getters, which is really sad because a career politician like Scott Stringer is sixth or something like that. It, uh, it's 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 his game might be governor is what said he is saying. He's probably setting himself up to be governor of New York. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, it would be the third major office that he runs for at that point in time do you look at him and go he just wants to be in office somewhere like he doesn't really want this particular job he just wants a job in public office um and is that a bad thing or is that a good thing right so uh, i don't know what andrew andrew yang's game is and um but I, it, it it's it's a very interesting play uh maybe he's vying for a cabinet position all right um i think that uh, you know, there's always this thing where everybody who runs for president doesn't necessarily want to be president, but wants to get on stage to talk about their platform and in front of the person who ends up being the president. And if that's somebody who, um, if that, when that person then becomes president, they, they hope that that person gets a cabinet position. Um, and I don't, he didn't get a cabinet position when Biden became president. Um, I don't know if he was vying for a cabinet position in the New York in in the mayor's office. I don't think that that's that's his game either. But it very well could be the governor. You you might be right, said. But I don't know what Andrew Yang's game is. But it's a game. It's out there somewhere. Um, all right. Quick pivot. Uh, those of you who uh, like sports have probably heard the name Shikari Richardson being bantered around. Um, and it has brought up an ugly side of, uh, of sports that I have to talk about. Um, and so it is, it, it's, it, it, it's not a new thing. And for those of you who, this is the first time that you are seeing it, uh, I, I'll delve a little bit into the history of it, but it is, it is disgusting. So a little bit of background. Chikari Richardson is a sprinter. Uh, she is a track and field sprinter, and uh, she is fast. She is now the fastest woman in the United States. She has um, uh, qualified for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. team going to the Olympics. Um, she is an amazing athlete. She is also quite flamboyant, and when I say that, I mean you notice her, and that's the. The, I'm using that in the purest definition of the word. Flamboyant in so much that she, there are things about her that stick out, not just her running. Um, if, she was, if she just ran, you would notice her because she's damn fast. Like she blows. Y'all you, remember when, you, uh, when you, Usain Bolt used to run past people and he would dial it back a notch halfway through the race? That's Shikari Richardson. She's fast. She's dope. All right. And and so she has a lot of things that make her stand up. She loves to do things with her hair. So her hair is either 
uh, blonde or orange or I've seen green at, at some time and it's long, right? So like when she is blowing past people, all you see is a flash of this color passing you or you just see it from behind, right? Um, she she likes her nails and she has, you know, she does her, uh, she does her makeup and she, she likes her eyelashes. She does her. It's her look, right? And so now that she is you know fully elevated like i've she's been on my radar for years right but now that she's elevated into the public um in, into the public side because she's the fastest woman in the united states and she's the on the olympic team she's coming on now she's getting criticisms about her looks not about her running about her looks about the fact that she 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 has this hair and it, it it's not demure it's not humble why she got to be humble? This is, listen, let me tell you something. If I was the fastest person in the United States, the last thing that I'm going to be is humble. You want me to be humble? Catch me, right? And so this is this is the the the, the craziness, the narrative that comes with female athletes and and it's it it gets ramped up when you start talking about black female athletes or female athletes of color. And so now people are talking about like, oh, she needs to tone it down. Why? Why does she need to tone it down? Is it affecting her running? If she is, first of all, I, I, I'm impressed that she has like, and you know runners stream everything down, right? Like, so they don't have any wind drag or anything. I'm impressed that she is out here blowing people away with wind resistance, right? So like you, I don't give a, I don't give a crap about it, what it looks like and whether or not it's right for the sport. I'm impressed that she's blowing people away with added wind resistance, right? Which means that like if she braided it up and and tucked it back, people would people would be really blown out. Anyway, but that's a physics thing. That has nothing to do with her look. But people are coming at her because of the way that she the, the way that she portrays herself. There was one dude that posted like, oh, I don't like the way she looks. She looks like a man now because of all those muscles and she looks she looks look way too muscular. Dude, she ain't checking for you. Right? What you got to worry about whether she looks muscular or not? And and, and the woman looks fine. There is nothing wrong with this woman. But people love to pick at female black athletes or black female athletes. Uh at total aside. Do you know that there's actually a way in your mind that you um, that you arrange adjectives in a sentence? You, you just heard me do it. Female black athletes sounds weird. It's black female athletes. Anyway, um, what's going on in the chat? Uh, Victoria says, old establishment trying to hold on to the last dregs of what they think is right and wrong. Uh, Seth says she's fine and fast. Uh, Victoria says, God forbid she was boldly proud of herself after everything society has done to make her doubt herself. Uh, Kim says, people are coming for her because misogyny, women at every level have to deal with it. And you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. It's not just misogyny coming from men. It's coming from women as well, right? And this is the disgusting piece of it. And so, and then there was a whole, there, there was the whole thing about, um, oh, y'all need to ease up on her. Uh, y'all don't know that she just lost her mom. 
I don't care if she was going through a slew of great things that were happening to a, a whole series of fortunate and 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 uh, of events and and like really good luck. I don't care if she's in the midst of bounty. My my kids are gonna yell at me for that, right? Coming for her makes no sense. I don't care if she, like like it. I I should ease up on her because she had a death in the family that's the reason why no how about you ease up on her because there's nothing wrong with what she's doing and so if we talk about if we talk about the you know going back to all female athletes like this this is not new but this is and and this is something that black female athletes female black athletes have to deal with all the time remember gabby douglas gabby douglas was killing people in gymnastics i mean like People were like, I don't know how she's doing the thing that she's doing right now. And what did they report on? Her hair. Her hair was was um was natural and people were people were coming for her because she didn't have her hair done. Really? That's what we're doing? Simone Biles is right now the record winning gymnast. She has more national and, and uh uh, na national and uh, 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 global championships uh, as a gymnast. In fact, there are moves that Simone Biles does that are banned in the Olympics because nobody else can do them, right? So how much coverage does she get on ESPN? Zero, right? Uh, we talk about, they used to talk about Serena Williams, uh, about how she looked manly, about how she was big, about how she, you know, she wasn't feminine enough. And I'm like, really? But can you do what she's doing on the court? It's, the woman looks fine. I don't under, And it's, again, just coming at black women for, for, for what they look like. And again, it's the whole women need to look in a particular way and, and, and stuff like that. And, and, and it is really disgusting because when you start to juxtapose white athletes, white women athletes, white female athletes, in same sports when when you when you look at sharapova there's always a poll which is absolutely disgusting there's always a poll about the the hottest women in tennis are, are we talking about athletes or are we talking about swimsuit models right like like why is there even a poll about this anyway there is a um sharapova is always at the top of this thing right Woman can't play tennis to, play, to to save her life. Well, I mean, she can play tennis. You know, she could beat me, right? Like, she, and, and she's a world-ranked tennis player. But my point is, is that there is this whole thing about uh, white athletes not dealing with the stuff of like that. You think about uh, Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm gets uh, uh, news the uh, you know deals with uh, endorsements. Uh, people like we. I'll, I'll even go one better. You want to talk about people who are muscular? Look at Ronda Rousey, right? Before she got her butt knocked out, right? Ronda Rousey was out here um, in films. She was doing endorsements, and people were people were dandying her up and stuff like that. And and it's the same kind of body type of uh, Layla Ali. And Layla Ali caught a lot of flack because it's like, oh, she looks like her dad. I was like, she's a boxer. What do you want a boxer to look like, right? And so. But it, it, there is this mindset that black female athletes cannot look like athletes, all right? They have to look like 
people who are you know they they have to look dainty and stuff like that and it and it's infuriating because a lot of the vitriol comes from people who should be supporting them right a lot of the vitriol comes from people who should be their advocates and celebrating them and and it's annoying and infuriating and one of the things that that I, I that I try to try to figure out is like where is it coming from? Is it is it a point of like I can't do that, so I have to drag down somebody who can? Is it a point of um, these are the things that used to be said about me when I was younger, and therefore I have to pass that on to somebody else? Whatever it is, it's disgusting, and it continues to happen. And one of the problems with this is that it is really uh, detrimental to young girls who are interested in being um, part of sports, right? Because if I am, if I'm a young girl, and I've never been a young girl, so those of you who are on, uh, on the chat can chime in if I'm on point with this, right? If I'm a young girl and I start training and I'm thinking that I want to be a world-class athlete. And then I see somebody who is a world-class athlete catching all kinds of hell because of what they look like. I might pull back on my training. It's like, is it worth it? Right? And we live in a digital age, right? Where everybody has a say and, and that say uh, gets broadcast to the, to the wider public uh, with immediacy. It doesn't have to go through any kind of filter. And so... You are setting up young black girls who are interested in sports and interested in being world-class sports people for failure and thinking that they, that they may not want to do this because no matter what you look like, whether it is a Shikari Richardson or a Layla Ali or a Serena Williams, that people are going to come for you if you don't look exactly the way that they've envisioned a black woman is supposed to look which is ridiculous, re-absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you know, so, all right, what we got on the uh, on the chat? Uh, Kim says, correct, it makes it even worse about the, uh, and I'm assuming about the people who should be supporting her. Uh, Caitlin says, all sprinters are muscular because, yep, they're sprinters. Yes, absolutely. And this is goes for all, this goes for most athletes, right? If you are at the top of your game, you are going to have muscle mass. Period, right? Whether you are a basketball player, whether you are a, uh, a sprinter or a swimmer, you're going to have muscle mass. And it's going to look like more than, than somebody who is just walking around and not doing anything with their life, right? So body type is going to look different. I do not look like um, uh, Ronaldo, right? I don't have his abs, but because he's an athlete and I am not. Right. So the, the point of the matter is, is that I don't understand why there's always this comparison. It's like, oh, well, they're too muscular for me. Yeah. You know what? They're also not interested in you in any form or fashion. Right. So you could take a backseat. And it's always dudes that look like they are one ham sandwich away from a coronary event having the most to say. Like, dude, look at yourself. You worried about other people's muscles? The only muscles that work in your body are your jaw muscles. And you over here talking about people? It makes no sense. All right, what else is in the chat? Uh, Seth says, uh, nah, Layla was kind of hot. Many dudes 
of just fear strong women. And that's a very, very, very important point. There's an old saying that strong women don't intimidate people. Strong women intimidate weak people, right? Which means that if you are strong within yourself, if you are somebody who, whether you are you're a man attracted to women or a woman attracted to women, if you're strong in yourself and you have self-confidence and you believe in yourself, a strong woman will never intimidate you because you occupy the same space, right? It's all of these people who are weak-minded and weak in themselves and don't believe in themselves that get intimidated by a strong woman. And the problem is, is that it's the old empty vessels make the most noise. So those are the people that you hear from the most. Those are the people who clamor the most. Those are the people who get on Twitter and, and, and Facebook and all the rest of stuff and have the most to say when they should be the ones piping down, right? Um, uh, Caitlin says, it's because couch potatoes are great at running their mouths. Absolutely, right? <laughs> couch potato, the only running that they do is when they run their mouths, right? And and so I want to, you know, there's so many programs that are encouraging women out there, sorry, young girls to get into sports. It is a great discipline. Uh, my little one is doing karate right now, which I think is a bad idea because giving that child weapons, might not be the greatest uh, idea that I've ever had. But I'm glad that she's, because they get her out there and they get them working and they get them exercising and all the rest of that stuff. Getting young kids into sports is beautiful because it adds uh, discipline. It adds, uh, you know, the, the health benefits are obvious, right? But it also adds them, gives them a, a, an opportunity to socialize. Um, it gives them a, an opportunity to look at authority figures and, and figure out how they interact with authority figures. I think it's great. But if people are going to be discouraged, if young children and young girls are going to be discouraged from being athletes because of what they're seeing people say about professional athletes, I think that it is um, it, it is counter counterintuitive and counterproductive. Um, so all of these programs are going to all fail um, when you start to see that uh, uh, when when they start to see what's coming for them down the pike. Um, and last but not least, talking about talking about sports, pay the women's soccer team more money. Period. Every time I talk about women's sports, I have to say this because the women's soccer team is woefully underpaid. They don't pay them anywhere close to what the men's soccer team is getting, and they they provide far less far less uh, facilities for the women's soccer team, and it is abhorrent. Uh, they're the only team in this country, national team, they're the only national team in this country who are consistently dominant in their sport. Even the even the, the, the basketball dream team had a couple of years where they had to struggle. Not the women's soccer team. They kick people's ass every single time. Olympics, World Cup, you name it. And yet and still, they still get crapped upon. So if anybody is listening who has anything to do with any of this, Pay the women's soccer team. They deserve it. Anyway, all right. I am going to close out the show today because I am starving. It is two, almost three o'clock, and I haven't eaten anything since breakfast. And that might have been part of the reason why I'm rambling. But anyway, I hope it was an entertaining show for you. Uh, 
we'll be back here again next week thursday i promise it will be at noon and uh we and and we'll talk about what happened over the week all right everybody have a great week this has been the greenhouse effect and as always go out and be warm to another human y'all have a safe weekend see y'all